to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. Oh, Lap Traffic Nation, welcome to episode 232 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the professor, Brandon Crow, joined by my co-host this evening. He is from jski.com. It's Dustin Albino. Dustin, what's going on, man? How are you? Not much, Brandon. A lot's happened since the last time we spoke. How are you? It's been a minute. I am good, man. You know, it's it's a snowy April 1st day here in Metro Detroit. Uh, the Tigers won. The Yankees lost. But uh, some oh. tell me those things are going to flip-flop uh, pretty soon. Probably so. You're probably right. Yes, I'm a big Yankees fan. You're a big Tigers fan. I see you with your sweatshirt on. Yes, I love it. Very nice. Um, nothing like opening day in baseball, America's game. Absolutely, man. Um, I mean, is is opening day uh, is big of a thing? I mean, Metro Detroit, under normal circumstances, I mean, they throw a massive party downtown it's it's food vendors it's you know pop-up tent vendors it's you know thirty thousand people that would be in the stadium and you know two hundred and fifty thousand people just hanging out uh you know tailgating and, and setting up shop downtown detroit which is it's an awesome vibe uh normally uh is, is that if you have you partook in opening day festivities in the past i have not i have not um we have i'm recently moved to Syracuse and we have the Syracuse Mets before that. So obviously the, the AAA team of the Mets yeah. before yeah. that, they're the AAA team of the nationals. And before that, they're the AAA team of the blue Jays. So it's kind of bounced around, but I think the Mets have like a, I don't know, eight more deals, eight more years left on their current deal or something. So I have not partaken in that, but it's right. You know, it's 10 minutes down the street from yeah. me. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. So I got to share a funny story real quick. So uh, I put out on Twitter a few minutes ago before we recorded that I've got my annual once a year uh, beer uh, that no. I'm going to choke down. Uh, Dustin saw it already. We're on the video chat. Is. He confirmed <laughs> it. Um, so the, the funny story with that is, is uh, my buddy owns a sports bar here in Metro Detroit and they used to do like an opening day, you know, hop on a big tour bus and it would take you from the bar downtown, bring you back. And uh, he advertised a lot on the local Detroit sports station. So he used to get some passes for their private party and it was free food and free beer and it's like well it's kind of hard to make mixed drinks when you're walking around downtown and, and and all that so opening day would be the one day for like the last seven eight years that i would just choke down beer so i've got my beer i've got my vodka chaser next to it but <laughs> we'll, we'll see if i can get through that one glass of beer in this and also show also anything free is for me absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, got some texts from, from uh, Bob and all that. And he's like, where's your beer? I'm like, I'm going to have it later. And I had text him a picture. So the once a year beer tradition on opening day continues. So nice. <laughs> uh, well, Lap Traffic Nation, Manscaped has confirmed they will be back. That's going to start back up here in a couple weeks, which I'm very excited about. Um, Dustin. Well, like you said, it's been a minute since we've last done this. Uh, you've put out some pretty cool articles over at JSKI. If you want to hit on those, uh, I really enjoyed the Jeremy Clements article. Um, you know, just a, a great start to their year up there in the standings. And it's not just that top 15, top 20 finish. They, they're actually out there fighting for, for some solid top 10s and top 15s, which is a, a big improvement for that team. 
Indeed, on sheer speed too. Like obviously, these Xfinity races get get a little rowdy, get a little wild at times. But you got to be there at the end, and they are. And he thinks they're a top ten to twelve team. And I mean, you look at it, they are. And right now, they're ninth in points. It is going to be hard to stay in that playoffs because you got you know the ninety eight behind him, uh, Noah Graxon's behind him in points. There's a there's a few drivers that are. Uh, it's stacked, you know, with the top tier teams that are coming for him. It's all in the article. Um, yeah, go check it out at jsky.com. But yeah, Jeremy Clements, you know, I really like doing stories on all drivers in the Xfinity series because that is, you know, I mean, I'm unbiased, but it is my favorite series in, in, in NASCAR um, just to cover because there's so many unique storylines, especially this year. Uh, but it's cool to see the underdogs overachieve. And I had a, an article last year or last week on Landon Castle, too, and they've done pretty well uh, for JD Motorsports uh, through the first six races. So it's kind of weird to have in the Xfinity Series off two straight weekends. I know, right? Yeah. Like I was, I was stunned when I was, you know, putting like the fantasy league together and building out the next couple weeks of like the the excel sheet for that and i'm like wait what do you mean xfinity is not running at bristol uh and and we'll save that because we'll we'll get to that down in in a little bit here because uh i i think that's worth a lot more time than just the intro here um i want to hit the real quick on landon castle there um you know landon's being a really good friend of the show i got to know him um, a lot more personally working with him in the e-racer series with Parker Kligerman and all that. Um, and, and Landon, you know, had a, a really good start. Uh, I think it was Homestead. They, man, I, it was Homestead or the road course maybe that they, they had a, a bad outing there, but I, I really think that team's going to be up there in the top 10 uh, contending. And you get him at the right road course, maybe uh, Landon is going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think once they get their feet wet a little bit more. And as you know, Brandon, it all comes down to funding. So yes. yeah. these are yeah. these are two drivers that we're talking about right now with smaller on smaller teams. Um, it looks like the fifty one with Clements is going to have the most funding it's had ever, which is crazy. Uh, year, you know, where there's still not much activation at the racetrack for the smaller teams anyway. But yeah, Landon, he's. Yeah, I mean, he's had a decent start to the year, uh, four top 20s, no finish worse than 23rd. And that was at Daytona in the season opener where he was in contention for the lead late yeah. and he got caught up in a, in a wreck. So, uh, I mean, personally, I don't, I think this, this, the series is too stacked this year. There's too much competition at the top. It's really top heavy, uh, for the four team to make the playoffs, but you never know. It's a, it's a little bit of a wild card year with so many new places on, on the venue and, and he's got a lot of experience. So his goal and Johnny Davis's goal for Landon is just to turn that program around and kind of get it back to where it was a couple of years ago. Absolutely. No, I, I, those are, those are two guys that are going to be fun to watch. Like you said, you know, behind the, the, the 98, behind the 22, uh, you know, behind the seven, you know, we know those guys are going to go out there. They're going to perform. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch who gets that 10th, 11th, 12th spot in the playoffs as, as we get down the road. I know we talked the last time we did this, um, you know, in terms of maybe there being a little bit more of a, of a points battle uh, this year in the Xfinity series, which is going to be a lot of fun to watch. That is, that's for sure. I do think it's going to be a points battle. And I mean, you look at Brandon Jones is also behind Jeremy yeah. uh, Clements in points right now, I think. And Michael Lynette. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys, Gregson, um, Ryan Sieg's had a terrible start to the year, and he's 
you know, he's mired back there. So he, he, he might even have to win um, with the way the points are right now. But yeah, I do think it's going to be like 15, 16 cars battling for 12 spots. So, I mean, that, that's a good thing. That's awesome. Yes, that's fantastic. Oh, all right. Lat traffic nation. Just to remind you guys, this is uh, Dustin and uh, mine second edition of our uh, bonus show content. We're going to be doing these every couple weeks. Please feel free. Send your questions, your comments, whatever you want to hear us talk about. Uh, it's a lot more open forum, loose format than the usual Tuesday show. Send it our way. If you've got some segment ideas, uh, we're open to them uh, as we do these every couple weeks. So uh, thanks. we got a ton of content and, and stuff that we're going to work into the show tonight and definitely looking forward to it. Um, and as uh, Dustin mentioned, make sure you go check out his stuff on the Xfinity page at jsky.com. Um, and if you haven't checked out Tuesday's show with Kevin Nevelin from NASCAR talking about the Advance My Track Challenge, Grant Enfinger was on on Tuesday. Make sure you go check out episode 231. And coming up this Tuesday, I'm really excited about this. There might not be any race to recap, and I thought that's the perfect opportunity to get two of NASCAR's favorite Twitter parody accounts on the show. Uh, it is looking pretty solid that the Orange Cone and NASCAR Chasm both will be on the show Tuesday. So uh, that'll be at least a two and a half hour show because once you get those guys <laughs> going, uh, they don't stop, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, I'm looking forward to Tuesday. Uh, Dustin, anything you got coming up uh, project wise? Anything you want to tease? Yeah, so since the last time we've we you know did our first one, it was later that week. My first pieces on NASCAR.com debuted. So I have a I'm not going to say what, but as of right now, it looks like we're having another piece come out next week on NASCAR.com. Uh, so just go check go check.com, go check it out. Awesome, that's great. All right, so coming up tonight, uh, we are obviously going to talk about Bristol this year, next year. Uh, got your listener feedback from Bristol. We're going to mix in a little March Madness and a little WrestleMania because that's right around the corner. It some is. social media stuff, and uh, we'll close it out with some listener questions. So uh, let's let's kick things off, sir. Let's talk some Bristol. Um, initial thoughts, you know, over the 72 hours of Bristol from <laughs> raining on, well, even practice on Friday all the way through running on Monday with the double. Uh, what, what was just some of your initial thoughts uh, throughout the weekend and in, after Monday? Literally was 72 hours because we had practice this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so no lying there. Uh, look, I, growing up, I went to dirt tracks all around central New York. There's, I don't know, five, six within 45 minutes of me, probably to an hour. So there's, I've, I love dirt racing. I truly do. Um, now I've said this in online. I, you know, I've said this on Twitter on, on Sirius XM radio, wherever, you know, I've been asked about it. I love the concept of dirt racing at the couple of like truly do, but I wish it was at a dirt track. And, all, and some of that's because of Bristol Motor Speedway. Like, Bristol, that holds a special place. That's in my heart because that's my favorite place to watch a race. Sure. And any race fan, if they, you know, where should I go for my first race? I'm going to point them to Bristol. Yeah. Because you're going to get everything that is racing at Bristol Motor Speedway. You're going to get some good racing, some contact, some tempers flaring, maybe a helmet thrown like Tony right. Stewart uh, in 2013 <laughs> or 2012. So, Bristol is like the best track, I think, on the circuit. So, I'm a little worried now that, you know, you're seeing all the dirt races that are being put on outside of NASCAR. I'm kind of concerned that maybe one day it could go to two races on dirt. And I know Dale Jr. kind of hinted that 
you know, he his his uh, his guess was in five years from now it'll be a dirt track. Wow. I hope that's not. I hope that's not the case. No. Yeah. So my my thought with this is is one i get 100 percent why they're going to go back to bristol um you know you want in my opinion they were the first one to to do this um you want to reward their efforts hopefully with a season uh you know or a race next season uh maybe mother nature will be on our side maybe we can let more fans into the track you know next year so i get the reward and i get going back to bristol um I 100% would love, like you said, to see them get to an actual dirt track and, and race it there. Uh, I think the one thing that might prohibit that is, is our dirt tracks tend to be a little bit smaller. Uh, you know, yep. from a capacity standpoint, if we still have to social distance two, three years from now, you know, is a, is a 10,000 capacity dirt track that now we're only going to put in 2,500 or 3,000. You know, I, I see that being the one thing that might really be the only hindering factor in in going to in in a quote-unquote legit dirt track well then also all the tracks in nascar that the schedule runs are either owned by nascar or smi so um you know coda and road america they're leased out this year so i think you're right though i think this ticket and we'll talk about this later because we had some questions about it but it's going to be a hot ticket next year it truly is yes no Uh, and and i like I said, I, it, it's an event, so I totally understand why it's going back to Bristol, and I'm I'm okay with it honestly. Like as much as I just said a couple minutes ago, give it another shot because I think um, you know from what we saw on Monday between trucks and especially the Cup race, there's so much that NASCAR learned, I'm sure, and they'll just implement it better. Hopefully, it's a night race next year, not day. Oh, that'd be um, amazing. Yeah, and I think part of that would be because of the, obviously the dust. I mean. It, when you have dust and a glare from the sun, it's, it's, you can't see enough as it is in the dirt, let alone from the sun. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a few changes NASCAR, I think needs to make and should make. And I think they probably will make, um, but overall it's an event. It was really, really cool to see NASCAR on dirt. The Cup Series. I, I agree. And um, one more thing, then we can talk about the racing for a minute. But uh, to just kind of piggyback off what you said and with what uh, Dale Jr. said, you know, for how many years did we only have two road course races in Atlanta or uh, Sonoma mm-hmm. and Watkins Glen? For years, it always just felt like those were the only two, right? And and you know the Xfinity Series would would tackle a couple more uh, with Road America, you know. So and now here we are. What do we we had seven this year now with the addition of the Daytona Road Course? Um, a little ma- a little too much, right? You know, so it's and it's <laughs> you know what's that fine line? You know, the fans love the road course racing now. I think a lot of that probably has to do with the package, and fans would rather see you know beating and banging on a road course in a short track than at a mile and a half track. You know, so if it's if, if it's a trend that is what's wanted now okay maybe we do get five but then maybe they get tired of it and we drop that off you know who knows what this new car and 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 the new the new package next year is going to bring maybe we love mile and a half again i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) so don't get your hopes i know i know i know (laughs) (laughs) you know so it's a matter of you know i guess if uh if it if it sells right, I mean that's it's like you had said a little bit ago. You know, it's all about funding, and if it sells tickets, uh, and it's not the cluster bleep that we were a little bit worried that we might get. You know, I guess test. You know, I guess there's nothing wrong with with stick, throwing water or pasta at the wall and see what sticks for a minute. 
And I don't think it was, you know, I think it was a good race, personally. Yeah, I think I the truck too. race was, the beginning of both races were really good. And, and why is that? Well, it was because the track was packed down and, it, you know, it didn't have rubber on it. And once the rubber, the middle of both races kind of got strung out. But then the end of the cup race was great, too. It was fantastic. Between, between Denny Hamlin and Joy Logano, that's just classic racing short track racing that's what you'd see on a concrete bristol so um i really don't have many complaints about the race at all i thought it was two two thumbs up in my opinion absolutely and 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 i said this on the show tuesday and i i think i think the cup race it was great i really enjoyed it and i think it would have been even better had they would have had overnight and morning to manicure it uh, between the truck yeah. race and the cup race. If they'd have been able to to, to till that dirt uh, a, a lot more than what they were just able to do in that two-hour break, I think that would have even provided for better racing. So, And it wasn't bad, like you said. So, you know, all these factors that, you know, can make next year better than what this year was and this year was pretty good. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not upset about it by any means. And I think that was why the last stage was good, too, because you obviously had these 50 lap increments and where there was mandatory pit stops or I guess optional pit stops. But (laughs) you needed to pit with the tire wear. Um, But they took NASCAR took the time to prep the track ahead of the final stage. And I think that's why the final stage was good. It was just like the beginning of the race. You can move all over the track. Absolutely. I'm with you there. Um, All right, man. Uh, Next year, does Xfinity need to be running this race? I don't know. I've seen mixed opinions from the drivers on on Twitter. Um, I I haven't talked to any of them about it personally, but you know you're gonna get the big teams or like Justin Allgaier who's vocal about it. He's also a dirt racer. Yeah. Um, in his spare time, but it's it's a lot of money for just one race Absolutely. because those cars were torn up on <laughs> on Monday. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. did you see Ryan Blaney's car? He finished eighth with it. Yep. So, for some teams, that's a lot of expenses for just one race. Sure. No, I get so that. I, on that side of it, I'd say no. Entertainment value, we know what the Xfinity series is. I say hell yes. Right, absolutely. But you, you got to weigh your options. I don't I don't know is the answer right sure. now. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right, let's get to some listener uh, feedback here. Matt at Camper News Net. I'd love to know if you guys would attend the Bristol Dirt Race weekend in 2022. I've already put my deposit to attend the race. Uh, Dustin, uh, you, you teased it a minute ago. Is this the hot ticket for next year? I, I definitely think so. Um, I know I'm going to try and go next year for sure. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to depend on where it is on the schedule too, because as we've seen with Bristol over the, I don't know, last decade, <laughs> the spring race at Bristol has no luck with weather, right. whether it's rain, snow, um, whatever. <laughs> uh, it's just for whatever reason. I mean, there was, I wasn't there this weekend, but from what I saw on Twitter and on, on uh, TV, like that was some massive flooding. Yeah. So I think you got to move it back. Um, I saw an idea thrown out there of switching it with Sonoma. Like, so you'd have like early June and Sonoma. I mean, that track looks beautiful right now with, sure. with it being green. Yeah. I just think it's got to be pushed back because you don't want what happened this weekend. Although a lot of fans, probably most fans came back Monday. Yep. You don't want that to happen again. No, I'm with you there. Um, I mean, to me, this is probably going to be the, um, the equivalent to the build up of 
um, the Pocono Double that was supposed to be the big thing this past year that got canceled, unfortunately. But yeah, I foresee this being the hot ticket for sure. I, I w- Here's the thing. I would love to go to it, but my first race at Bristol has to be the Bristol Night Race. So if I can get to Bristol <laughs> this year, this year, then yeah, that's going to be on, on the plate. But And I want to see this in person. It's an experience, you know, just like seeing a couple races at Eldora was just an incredible experience but my first time at bristol has to be the bristol night race so i like i like your thinking thank you (laughs) (laughs) uh let's see here brian at storm and b81 how much better is suarez and team track house uh is is that is he crazy are they are they are they up in the game what what's going on on your thoughts there on uh suarez and and that team yeah, well, I don't know how many people know this, but essentially that's a third RCR car. So they're working right out of the RCR shop. Um, and I think this year is just all about building for next year, trying to secure charter, which Justin Marks talked about earlier this week. Uh, I think at that charter, I mean, they're all in. And they're all in clearly with with NASCAR right now with Pitbull, you know, being on board. But yes, they they've been hit or miss this year. And the last two weeks, I know Atlanta, the results don't show it, but the last two weeks have been really good. But then you have uh, races like Las Vegas where they really didn't show any speed. Uh, Daytona Road Course they were solid, but if you remember, Soros threw up in his helmet. Uh, towards the end so yep. that's not going to help yeah. matters um homestead they were so so phoenix really out to lunch so i think it just depends on the track and i mean but this weekend by far they were the best rcr affiliated car right so and, and never run um, dirt before either really except for what he he ran a modified a, or something for a day and that was it yeah he tested the six days prior so that that uh, prior Tuesday, um, I was very impressed with what he did on dirt because he has no dirt experience. Yep. So, uh, and really that was the case for Joey Logano, Mark Shirks Jr. I mean, a lot of these drivers just showed up and they had no, you know, little to no dirt experience, but they were the cars to be and the drivers to be. So, yeah. I think that says a lot about the driver talent at the top of the cup series. Absolutely. You know, and uh, you know, I, th- there could be some criticism from the trucks here. Oh, Martin trucks jr. You know, ran away with it. He did, but that made it all that more interesting to watch. Like how in the world is he doing this? How can he keep it up? Can he hold on? Mm-hmm. You know, it, that to me, that just made it that much more fun to watch that truck race because it's like, Martin Truex Jr., are you kidding me? And Larson wrecked out? Like, you know, lap traffic fantasy players doubled down, taking Larson for both yeah. races and swung and missed. Uh, you know, <laughs> and so, you know, it was just crazy. You know, all these guys, you know, Chase Briscoe, you know, the, these ones, these powerhouses, uh, Stuart Friesen, that we expected to be up there, uh, that just weren't up there contending. And it was these concrete asphalt guys that went out there and, you know, made a name for themselves, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, Stenhouse, he's good at Bristol anyways, but um, him and Ryan Newman really the ones that represent the dirt dirt side of things, and, and they did well. It was their best outings of the year. Newman's first top five in, since the fall of 2019. So they represented themselves well and represented the dirt community well. But, you know, overall, I was just very surprised. It's not how I would have expected the, the race to go. <laughs> I picked Kyle Larson to win. And right. had, he not, had he not gone that incident, I think he would have ran away with it. Sure. Uh, because he went from 40th to 4th in yes. like 45 <laughs> <I'm> laps. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I, I think they're lucky he got in that accident. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't disagree with you there. Uh, Jess at Iowa NASCAR fans, uh, Denny's decision to not move Logano, did getting booed at Martinsville after Chase uh, and that incident change his driving mindset? What do you think? I don't think it changed him. Um, I know he said publicly that's like the biggest regret he's had at the cup at the cup level since entering NASCAR. But, you know, even since then, I mean, the next year at Martinsville, him and Joey Logano had a tussle in the pit. I was there. It was, you know, so they've always, and you think of Fontana when Hamlin broke his back in 2013. Yeah. Uh, Bristol was that, I think that was the week before that. Back then, I think Bristol was the fourth race of the year. So these two have had a rivalry. Um, I was surprised, though, to not see Hamlin move the bumper or, you know, use the bumper, I should say, yeah. because yeah. over the radio, I was listening to the Blevins radio and Chris Gabehart essentially said, you know, you've got the most aggressive guy in this series in front of you. Find a way by him. Yes. And, and Hamlin on the restart elected to use the top lane. So and it cost him a position. Uh, I was surprised. I don't think it has anything to do with how he, you know, how he and Elliot raced in 20, what was that? 18, 18. Yeah. Do you think the fact that it was on dirt, like if it was a normal Bristol race, I think he moves them. Like, was it, you know, all the, the hype and, and the dirt and I, I at least want to get a good finish myself. Like, you know, do you think any of, you know, do you think if it was a different, if it was just on a normal Br- Bristol race, does, does that change at all? Do you think there? I don't think so. I mean, and Denny has, you know, he's, he races hard, but he's never had the, the, you know, people don't know him to be a guy of, to move people out of the way. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't race that way. So sure. when he said that post race, you know, he wasn't lying. Yeah. Um, but it was surprising given that it was Joey Logano and Joey Logano probably would have moved Denny Hamlin out of the way. So yes, yes. I, I don't know. You know, yeah. if, if roles were reversed, I'd have been curious to see what happened. Sure, for sure. Uh, all right, real quick, let's just do a quick 60-second because I think this will come back up uh, down the road a lot. Uh, came out uh, ab- about the potential of rain tires, and I don't want people to lose their mind over that because they did flat out say, you know, just a dampened track, you know, not running rain tires on an oval, you know, on, on a monsoon or anything like that. Um, you know, were you surprised to see that? Do you think it's something we really could see? Um, I know they said as soon as a couple of weeks, they might be able to get something going with this. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Um, I had heard nothing about this until they announced it earlier this week. When was it, Tuesday? Uh, I haven't seen quotes or anything from Chris Buescher or Kyle Larson yet to see how it ran. I was very surprised by it. Um, more surprised that they said that it can be ready for Richmond, Richmond which yes. is two weeks away. Yep. That's a quick turnaround, um, especially at a track where they've never tested it at. I know we've tried doing this in the past. I think Terry Labonte, like 20, 25 years ago, um, you know, did a similar test at Martinsville and it didn't, I don't, it, I guess it didn't work because we, <laughs> we never <laughs> used it. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I think Martinsville is a place you could probably get away with it. I don't know anywhere else besides that. Richmond would be curious because there is some banking there. It is flat primarily. What, what about Indy? I mean, that's a real flat track. The oval or the road course? Either or. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, well, I would say no, because you're, haul, you're hauling ass on that front stretch yeah, and yeah. back stretch. No, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think it's not so much, now that you say that, it's not just necessarily the banking, but it's also how much speed are you carrying, you know, that's going to play a role in that. So shorter track, something like that might play a role. But I do think, like, you're going to slide the tires. I mean, we saw it the other, the other day. I know you're on dirt and the track's slick, but, like, Derek Krause, for instance, in the truck race, he came out of nowhere 10 seconds later from when, you know, John Hunter Nemechek wrecked or got yep, wrecked yep. and still plowed into the accident. So, I, I you know, with a slicker, slicker racetrack being water, water on it, rain in this case, I mean, I don't know how it would go. I, and also, like, you can only learn, I feel like, so much from only having a few cars at a test. Yes. Yep. Whether that's Goodyear tire or next gen car, I think you need to get more on the track. So I'll be curious to see if it happens. Uh, well, I, obviously, let's hope not for rain. Yes. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sick of the rain. Yes. Oh, I am with you. <laughs> yeah, I am with you. All right. Uh, let's hit a little social media real quick. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. Go to jayski.com. You can follow on Twitter at laptrafficpc, at Dustin Albino, at jayski, all the good stuff there. Uh, let's see. The, the giveaways, about 150 so away from a uh, couple giveaways uh hit some shout outs on tuesday show got t-shirts mugs all that good stuff and of course if you want a free lap traffic koozie and some stickers all you got to do hit me up and i will mail them out to you for free uh let's see dustin uh anything else you want to plug real quick before we we move along i think you covered that pretty well my man (laughs) i've done it once or twice once or twice (laughs) all right man let's let's uh Let's let's quickly talk about our horrible March Madness uh, boys here. Syracuse out, Michigan out. Uh, what 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 happened to Syracuse? Well, I don't know if I'd call it horrible. Of course, if you don't make it to the Final Four, specifically Fair win enough. the championship, it's a you know it's a wasted year for for our schools, two of the bigger basketball schools in the country. Yeah. Um, but Syracuse, man, like from where they started the year, where they. It was the day after Thanksgiving, and they barely beat Bryant. By one point, they beat them. They were losing the whole game to where they ended the year. I mean, it was such a 180, almost a 360, honestly. It was, you know, Buddy Bayheim. He, I think he people finally know who he is, um, and he's not just Jim Bayheim's son, and he's not right. on the team <laughs> because of his father. Um, yeah, unfortunately, they ended in the Sweet 16, but they barely made the tournament. And they showed real potential. Now, unfortunately, this transfer portal, I don't know how it's going to affect Michigan. Right. But it's affecting Syracuse because three three other two players that are, you know, key contributors to the team have already entered it for next year, which. (laughs) Well, I know we're losing Smith. Uh, We're losing. uh, It's possible we could lose Wagner. Uh, Who knows what Isaiah Liver does? You know, that was a big that was, you know, Michigan started the year unranked and just moved mm-hmm. all the way up to I think they got as high as second during the regular season you know were per, they were the favorite a few weeks before the Big Ten tournament started they were the favorite to win the championship on like DraftKings all that kind of stuff um, you know and then the the ankle injury to Isaiah Livers, Livers. then it was like alright well let's hope they get to the Sweet 16 my thing was you know if they had lost fine but man to just go on like an, a, a drought of like a four minutes at the end of that game against UCLA to not make a basket, miss layups, have the opportunity to put them away. It was just, 
it was heart wrenching just to see them go out in that fashion. It would have been one thing if they were, you know, undermatched or whatever, but they just played a sloppy game. I don't even know if Isaiah Livers had played in that game if that would have made the difference or anything. So good, good for UCLA though. I mean, absolutely. You know, they they won the game, and yeah. same case with Houston beating Syracuse. Now they're going to the Final Four. Um, both are really good teams, and, and you know that's a thing with Power Five. You know the Big Five team, the Big Five conferences being like 11, 12 seats. Like that's not that's not an upset to get to the Sweet Sixteen, in my opinion. No. for UCLA, no. I mean it's still a viable basketball program. So. I mean, I, I don't know. They're an 11 seed, but they're really probably should be like a seven or eight. Sure, sure. Oh, next year, man. Always next year, right? <laughs> That's what I always say, too. But then, you know, next year is not looking good right now. So. <laughs> oh, all right, man. Let's, uh, guys, uh, Dustin's a big wrestling fan. I'm a big wrestling Huge fan. Huge wrestling fan. Yes. So, WrestleMania right around the corner. First of all, I, want, I wanted your thoughts on this. Like, when WWE came out with the network back in 2014, I... I, I signed up day one like I was a subscriber the whole time. Like I loved everything about it. I loved the original content. I loved being able to go and search. And I loved all of the pay-per-views from, you know, WCW, ECW. I loved everything about it. Moving over to Peacock, you know, it doesn't seem like it's going to be as big of a library uh, in terms of, of that stuff. Original content. Like it may just be for the pay-per-views now is what it may seem like. Well, they're still going to have a library, but also, I don't know, did you watch Fastlane on Peacock or on the network? I watched it on the network. Okay, I did too, and this is going to be an issue because on Peacock, as of right now anyway, on the WWE portion, you can't rewind a live show. Oh, that is, <laughs> that's a bummer. That is, and with all these 3.30 start times in NASCAR... Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have to watch them the next day, I guess, right, which yeah. is it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I feel like that's an easy fix for Peacock to, to do Absolutely. because that's not going to upset me and you. That's going to upset a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, two day card again. You know, uh, WWE did that last year um, with WrestleMania, uh, with doing it in the Thunder. Well, not the Thunderdome then. It was the Performance Center. They had WrestleMania mm -hmm. uh, split it up over two days, which I get. They're doing that again. Uh, what do you think of that format? What are some matches you're looking forward okay. to? Not looking forward to. I feel like I feel like I'm a good one to ask about this because I was at the last WrestleMania that was the longest WrestleMania in history at, at 35. Uh, that was in New Jersey. Um, it, it, that was a seven and a half hour experience. It's a long time, <laughs> so, man. Plus getting so, there, getting out, like that's a. Oh my god! Yeah, there was in it being in a big city like that, New York City. I mean, and you know, eighty thousand people. Yeah. I mean, there was just, I heard so many travel nightmares from that experience. Luckily, I wasn't, you know, fortunately, I wasn't one of those. But uh, with this card, I don't know. It just doesn't seem, it's a great card. It really is a great card. Um, and it could be an all-timer, I think, in terms of, you know, in-ring products. But the storylines have just lacked yes. so much outside of, like, you know, Roman, the triple threat with Roman Reigns, Edge, Daniel Bryan, uh the Bad Bunny, the Miz one has been okay. I'm shocked I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the Fiend, the Fiend and Orton's really good. I mean, that's that's but, the one I'm I'm most like. What are they gonna do? Like, you know, I was I was wondering if they were gonna do like those the cinematic matches, like we got the Undertaker mm -hmm. last year, which was I mean that just took my breath away. Like, I loved everything about 
that graveyard match. It was perfect. It was a great way to keep the Undertaker stock alive in terms of, you know, we didn't see any, you know, fatigue because who knows how long it took him to actually film that. But, you know, it's a story. I think it was eight hours. Was it really? That's yeah, crazy. they did it in the middle of the night. Um, you know, we the I, I was not I didn't like that funhouse match last really? year. I, yeah, I just I couldn't like I was so confused. I didn't know what I was really watching. Like I, I didn't know what to expect with it. Like, you know, graveyard match. I knew what they were gonna do. Like I had no idea what they were gonna do with it. Like I get it was like a mental game thing, but I just cause that was like the last thing I thought they were gonna do, I didn't know. So but I was surprised they didn't they don't have that type of a format for any of their matches this year. I'm surprised right off that. Then I'm surprised they don't have another fun house match with Orton because the story is there. Him yes. and Orton and Wyatt have been rivals for years. They've had a bunch of storylines in the past, just like Wyatt and Cena did. Yep. You just bring it up and bring in Orton's also, you know, an older Statesman, really good wrestler hitting on all cylinders right now. Probably the best he's ever been on, on the mic. I just feel like that's that'd be a perfect match. But I get now that you're having fans in attendance. I mean, I, I'm curious to see how the match is going to go. But all these other matches are hot shot, like within the last two or three weeks. And that's just there's no build to it. Right. Even the even Sasha and Bianca, which I'm, you know, I think should main event the first night. Um, there's no story there, really. There has been over the last week now, but they've been building it for eight weeks. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with so, you. I'm with you on that one. Like, you know, Cesaro, Rollins, that seems a little thrown together. Um, they've been building it a little bit. Uh, Owen, Sami Zayn. I, I am looking forward to that match just because I don't like Sami Zayn and I don't like him for the right reason. And that's because exactly. he's annoying. He's annoying. And that's I like, character is awesome. Yes, like, so I totally, that's what they want from me in that. So he does exactly. an amazing job with that. And I love Kevin Owens. Like that is going to be a fight. And I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I, I know uh, I'm going to take maybe a little heat on this, but I'm looking forward to the Shane Braun Strowman match because uh. you know there's just going to be some crazy-ass bump that Shane takes. You know Braun's going to, like, flip the ring over upside down or something with some hydraulic thing. <laughs> like, you know, I'm just curious what they do with it. Like, you know, Shane McMahon's the new Triple H, I think. Like, he's just going to have a WrestleMania match or something, it seems like, but... I, I don't really get it. I get that he's, you know, the, the chairman's son, but he's in his mid fifties. Right. <laughs> so once I, look, I'll give it all to him though. Like he, he takes some crazy bumps, like you said. And I, I see a bump coming off the top of the cage coming for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> did you hear, I saw this today on, uh, I think it was, uh, insider or whatever there is talk going around of adding a mask to alexa bliss so that she kind of has like her you know on the swing and then transforms just like the fiend does and i'd be cool pretty excited about that like they could just the the direction they could take this character is just unbelievable and the alexa bliss character too like she's playing this perfectly oh if she doesn't get some kind of acting job right. out of this, I, I don't know what else she has to do because it's incredible. Yeah. She's selling it. You know, she sold it for three months while the fiend wasn't there. So right. um, it's really good. I, that is a good story that, they, that they've been building since November. So I like long-term storytelling. Yes. Um, the universal championships long term, long term, yeah. you know, 10 weeks. So, 
there's a couple good stories, but it doesn't feel like a WrestleMania where all the stories kind of culminate and then it's the end of the stories and you start new ones the next week. No, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. You know, and we don't have a money in the bank challenge that could throw a wrench. You know, there's not a lot of mm-hmm. wrenches coming out of this. Like, I mean, uh, so your call on the universal like this i mean you've got this feeling like edge is going to get it right and i hate when i when i beats brian you know when when that yes he beats brian right you know i don't like the one thing i don't like about the wwe championship match is i don't like the miz is so good and i actually feel bad for the miz that he was interjected to get the title to then just drop it right away. Like that's just transitional champion, you know, like a a two day transitional champion. (laughs) Like, you know, he's to me, that's like all, you know, the Miz has been around 12 years, you know, Mike work, you know, he's kind of like Sami Zayn. People don't like him because he's so good and he draws that out of you. And he is a workhorse. Like to me, like I get, hey, he's getting a paycheck and, and he's going to do what, what the boss says. But it's like, you know, to me, that was a little disrespectful to somebody that's been in the industry and worked as hard as he's ha- he has to just like, hey, you know, we just we don't want to have somebody else look bad. Uh, we want to keep their strength of character strong. So we're going to do it this way. But on, on the flip side of that, too, he is getting a match against Bad Bunny, who I'll be honest, before Royal Rumble, when she performed, I honestly did not know who Bad Bunny was. I didn't, nope, I'm with you. <laughs> but turns out he's one of the biggest superstars, you know, globally right now. So, to, you know, I've looked at his Instagram numbers and some of his stuff gets the videos he posts gets millions of views. So the Miz is going to get that rub, I think. Sure. Um, so it's not all bad for, for the Miz. I love it, man. Yes. Oh, all right. Well, here's hoping. Uh, another funny side note. I was scheduled. I had tickets. I was going to go to SmackDown last March in uh, Detroit. That was that the was on- very first live show they canceled was the Detroit SmackDown. So get this. So the week before that, the SmackDown was in Buffalo. I was there. And uh, luckily, uh, my best friend from college works at, for WWE. He works in the communications team. Oh, that's team. awesome. Yeah, so he hooks me up with tickets. And I also went to the pay-per-view that week in Elimination Chamber, which was in Philadelphia. That's so So cool. I was at two of the three final events that they had um, before, cool, the, before the pandemic. God, I yeah. cannot it's wait crazy to, to think that was just a year ago. It I feels know. like it's been like 10. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I cannot wait to get back to a wrestling event. Like, you know, in the last few, like I'd say probably the last, Oh, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 wrestling shows that I went to. Um, Cause if they're here, I'm going like it's that's I've Same. gone, I've gone by myself. My wife has gone with me to a few of them. And I've she's gone like, by myself too. She's like, are you serious? Like I make a night out of it. I go downtown. I hit the casino up for a little bit, <laughs> have a couple drinks, go to the show, Uber home. Like I, it does not bother me to go by myself. And I, I've gotten, I won't go if I'm not on the aisle on the ramp. Like that is the only way to go. <laughs> and I wonder now, like with COVID and all that, like, are they, you know, once they get that back, you know, are they going to have like the plexiglass up? Like, you know, is it going to be a different ramp experience? You know, like that might not be the hot seat to have anymore. <laughs> I'll be curious to see. Cause I don't think they're going to tour until at least the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to be because- a minute. 
Yeah, because they already moved the Thunderdome. They're moving the Thunderdome this week yep. uh, to another uh, to the University of the South Florida's arena. So, yeah, I just can't wait to get back. I wasn't totally missing it at the beginning because, but a lot of that's because you know there's all this bad news coming out about the pandemic and all these you know all, all the positive cases coming up and all the unfortunate deaths. So at the time, I was like, oh, like I, I'm okay with not going to sporting events right now. But I've I've certainly missed it. Absolutely, I'm with you. All right, man. If if you're still with us, which we I, we hope you're still with us here after that yeah. little wrestling. Hopefully, got through thing. that wrestling yes. rant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's wrap it up, uh, you guys. Uh, a ton of feedback on the questions from yesterday. Here, uh, we'll hit some of them because I know we're running up against it here. Uh, so I had put out there. What were your thoughts about Bristol going into the race? What are they now? How many times a year would you be okay with this? Um, We'll start the PETM podcast. Love those boys at PETM. I hopped on their show. I crashed their show last Tuesday night after I was done with mine. Uh, leave them wanting more, not less. Even Eldora faded. And and that's kind of what we talked about a little bit ago in terms of the road courses. You know, like what's that fine line to where it's not oversaturated, you know? I agree. I think this take is spot on. Yeah, uh-huh, absolutely. Uh, Patrick Drawn, 19, my thoughts. I had zero expectation heading into it. Didn't know what to expect, and uh, what are they now? After entering the race Monday, it was fun. How many times a year I'd be okay with it, though? Maybe once a year. I mean, once, twice a year at the right track, you know. The thing is, too, you got to look at the amount of time and the effort and the cost that goes into prepping this. Like, the cost. I mean. Cost is the main thing. Yeah, right? Like, right. Like, like I said with the Xfinity Series, like if you're only going to do a one-off, especially with the Cup Series next year where you're going to a new car where it's more expensive, it, you know, in the long run, it'll be cost effective. You're going to be saving money, but straight up at the beginning, you're going to be spending a lot of money. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's been talk, there was talk this week about potentially running this car that they have this year, the current model next year at Bristol for the dirt race. I don't know if that happens or not. Um, you can kind of see Travis Geisler's head starting to spin when he was asked about it on the zoom call <laughs> post race. Um, it's part of the RTA. So yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I personally like it like once or twice a year because you don't want to overdo it. No, I'm with you there 100%. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kenny at STL Cards Rule Forever. Uh, I was excited for it. Besides the weather issues, enjoyed it. Uh, make it the all-star or part of an all-star weekend. Make it a million-dollar race. I mean, that would be a unique thing there. I mean, I know we've, te- we've used the all-star race as testing for things like roval courses and things like that um you know that might be a cool way to to you know throw some money on the line on the dirt uh, that's that's not a horrible idea that's not a bad idea i like seeing the you know as the past couple of years now i like seeing the all-star race move around like this year it's going to be at texas last year at bristol um i get the people that who say you know i should say in charlotte because it allows for all the families of the the you know the teams to come out and they really don't get to do that much uh, over the duration of the year. So I don't know. I, I think the you know the Bristol or a dirt race in general could be a good all-star potential landing spot. But um, 
I don't know. It should probably be part of the regular season schedule as well. Sure. No, I'm with you there. Uh, Elliot at uh, H Elliot 94. Other than Larson being taken out, I quite enjoyed the race. Uh, if they get the bugs worked out, I'd be fine with more dirt races. Hell, swap out the mile and a half for all the dirt. I don't care. Uh, then tar and feather the designers of the mile and a half. So, yeah, I mean, that's just uh, taking it to an extreme there. But, you know, just kind of what we talked about a little bit ago in terms of, you know, mile and a half and oversaturation and, and what fans want and what they don't want, you know. So, you know, what, whatever makes the fans happy, which that's the thing. You're never going to appease everybody. You know, if, you know, Twitter, you can only take that for so much from a face value perspective because everybody, you know, keyboard warrior to a degree out there, you know, and, and you know, it's it's – it's a fine line. You know, I, I, I feel like I've said that a hundred times this tonight, but it's such a fine line to balance. Yeah. I don't have much to add uh, from that, but I, I don't think you swap them all out with the mile and a half no, um, no. because that still is the core, you know, the bulk of the schedule and it's been greatly reduced over the last couple of years. Like we've gotten Kentucky off the schedule. Yep. Chicago's gone. Chicago's one of the best mile and a half. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. It um, is. Um, but you know, Texas has only got one this year. You know, you added a second in Atlanta, but yeah, I mean, the mile and a halves are what they are. There's some good races, some duds, but there's a lot of in between as well. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't like that take. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I'm with you there. Oh, man. I cannot believe that we've been talking for uh, 48 minutes here. Uh, Flies by. I know it does. Uh, let's uh, let's close this thing out, man. Uh, Dustin, this was a blast. Can't wait to do it again with you. Episode 232 of the Lat Traffic Podcast with Dustin Albino from jayski.com. Uh, Dustin, hit the plugs, hit the social media, all that good stuff. Yeah, guys, follow me at Dustin Obino on Twitter, uh, at Jayski. It's where we post everything. And, you know, we want one-stop shop. We want you to come to Jayski first for all your racing news. We got everything there, Cup, Truck, Xfinity. Uh, follow at Jayski, at Dustin Albino. And also, like I said, I got some stuff coming to NASCAR.com, so be on the lookout for that as well. All right, Lab Traffic Nation, I still got a quarter of a beer left, but the vodka may be gone. I'm just going to put that out there right now. I'll finish it while I'm wrapping this thing up. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. Uh, TikTok, uh, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. Huge thanks to Dustin Albino for calling in next Tuesday. So excited. The Orange Cone and NASCAR Chasm will be back along with Dustin in a couple weeks. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. See ya.